Hello, welcome to another episode of Made Near Chelsea podcast. Hello. Cheeky little catch up if you missed it yesterday or you saw it and forgot about it or got confused. We're here to help sort it all out and pick out the most important bits. Um, Starting with a tweet from Frankie Kelly. Um, Summed up quite well this week. Why is it called Made in Chelsea when they all live in London? Good point. (laughs) Chelsea's in London. There you go. Frankie. So smashed it. She needs this podcast the most. We're here to answer all the tough questions like that. Yeah, that's (laughs) all Um, So this week it started with a lot of dog action and not... Can I just say, where did all the dogs come from? Have Have we seen the dogs much before? I don't think I've ever seen all of those dogs. They introduced a lot of new characters in the form of dogs early on. But it wasn't just that one person had a dog. They all had a dog. Yeah. Suddenly. Well, I think they get jealous, don't they? It's, it's, if, if one of them gets something, then the other one has to get mm, it. And then they all have to outdo each other's dogs. Um, but they all got their dogs seen from Harrods. Which, I mean, I think I'm thinking of Hamley's. It's a toy shop. Hamley's, to- again, going back to sort of Frankie Kelly's Why Is It Called Made in Chelsea When They All Live in London. This yeah. is a similar level of questioning. Hamley's toy shop, Harrods department store. Department store that sells dogs. Uh, yeah, I once saw Alexandra Burke getting a dog at Harrods. Sure. Yeah, she had two helpers with her, and she bought a tiny little dog. I mean, if you've got two helpers helping you choose a dog, then you're probably yeah. not responsible enough to get your own dog. She's talking you? very loudly on the escalator up to the pet store. Right. Uh, so yeah, so they got their dogs for some reason. No one that never really resolved, did it? There was no big dog race, like we no. promised. So uh, Lucy had a dog called Digby, who Jamie wanted to call Kevin. Very confusing that because they've introduced a lot of new characters this week. I didn't got confused who was a dog and who was a real person, but I think we eventually worked <laughs> quick, it out. Quick, uh, quick one. Uh, let's do Binky, dog or human? Human. Yeah. Scrumble, dog. Digby, dog. Noodle. Mm, see. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if a person did come in. They had a crazy hairstyle. They were from somewhere out of Chelsea, Nickel Noodle, but I think a dog. Rosie's I think they're dog. There. Miffy. Rosie's dog. No. Miffy's a real person. He nope. wasn't there this time, and I missed him. M- Miffy's not been in it since the first episode. They introduced Miffy. He didn't do anything in the first episode, really, and he's not been there since. Some of the dogs have done more than Miffy. <laughs> Absolutely. In Noodles had more airtime than Miffy. <laughs> and then sort of continuing the dog theme, the second scene was uh, Stevie's date with Tiff, where... Uh, oh, no, you St- didn't. No, let me finish that thought. All right. <laughs> Let me finish that thought. I've just heard that, and it sounded bad. But what happened? No, 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 no. What happened was Stevie was sat down. I'm going to recover. I'm going to recover this. Stevie was sat at the bar. Tiff walked in, and he just looked at her and went, sit. Sit. Like like a dog. Inferring, yeah. Oh, God. All right. You're offended. Um, yeah, and they made pizza, because they're 12 years old, and it was good, and they made their own pizza and chose their own toppings. It was pretty good, and... Um, Tiff went a lot like this. She said things, and, went, nah! and then you couldn't hear what she said. She, she was laughs, laughing at the other I thing. Forty percent more than she talks. I'm um, trying to have a conversation. I'm Tiff. Uh, hey, Tiff. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, I, uh, I heard this funny thing the other day. <laughs> I've not told you yet, you <laughs> idiot. Can I say the funny thing before you laugh? <laughs> like that. So that yeah. was the extent of their date, which was pretty good. I don't think they found out anything about each other. But then um, Stevie put some flour on his face because he's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. And thus ended anything that wasn't to do with essentially Jamie's massive love triangle for the rest of the episode. Yeah. Or Andy's band. Move on. Because <laughs> yeah. there's a lot to get through and it's Absolutely. good. Absolutely. So here comes it. Here's the themes of the show from here on in. Boys go camping, girls get naked. That was the theme of the next sort of 10 minutes, wasn't it? Yeah, that was generally it. Flick between the two. Um, so there's camping trip. Um, Bear Grylls sort of styly in the local woods. If Bear Grylls had never been to the woods. And owned a nice, nicely ironed checkered shirt. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it'd be exactly like that. It seemed like the probably the... I don't think any of them have ever been camping before. They certainly didn't seem to know how to erect a tent. Jamie bought some toilet roll, uh, and then there was the spider incident, wasn't there, where he got all flustered. Got and some spider web in his face, flappy. didn't he? Uh, So they were doing that. Meanwhile, we cut to Lucy and Binky, 
who were uh, absolutely naked getting a little massage. Bit of side boob action there, wasn't there? There was a lot of side boob. There's a nice tweet about this, actually, wasn't there? Uh, Matthew Hintz put it, try my best to spot a stray nipple. That's all he spent. So, and I think I can speak for me and Matthew and, and perhaps you. I don't really remember what they were talking about because I was looking at a lot of side boob. Mm, yeah, that dominated that bit of it. Um, so no big questions about that bit, if no. you don't mind. Unless it was, did you see a nipple? No. No. Um, so that's fine. So they sort of chat a bit about stuff. And then um, what we did learn was that Andy um, got his guitar out like camping yep. and um, had booked himself a gig. Yeah, so Andy was, got his guitar out, didn't he, at the campfire. And who was it that asked, somebody asked him... Uh, Oh, God, do you th- did you ever think when you were playing your guitar at uni that you'd one day be performing at a campfire? Which I thought, as sort of dreams and aspirations go, when you're playing in your u- room at uni, you've got to dream bigger than that, haven't you? I mean, that's but the next step, isn't it? From- I cannot believe you, you can't sit there and just think, maybe one day, guys, I'll be playing to the exact same people, just in a slightly different location. Which is essentially what that is. Um, but yeah, so to Andy, big big uh, music debut. We'll come on to that a bit later. But for now, Camping Saga, number one, because Jamie is getting himself into all sorts of trouble this week, isn't he? He is texting pretty much, it seems to be, on text roulette on his phone. Based on the last couple of episodes, he's just like, who's that text now? For he's Tinder with two people, and he's gone, <laughs> swipe right, swipe right, and then it's all gone. He's direct messaging them, and, then they, all, and they know each other. And it's all gone wrong. Uh, first of all, obviously, there was stress last week, because Jamie is now kind of singing, seeing Lucy, who's obviously Spencer's ex-girlfriend. So Spencer was a bit stressed. He said he wasn't, but clearly he was, because he gets annoyed by everything. Um, he's also um, seeing Phoebe at the same time, playing them off each other, mm. right? Playing with their minds and their emotions. And she's really keen to to ramp it up isn't she there was that awkward bit where they were all chatting in the uh, in the spa and Phoebe just went uh, Jamie says hi by the way he just texts me Ooh, straight out. to Lucy's face and then um, Phoebe I, I mean I, I want to like her but I don't I hate her She's, she is a knob isn't she yeah she's just an actual knob and she's not I, I, don't, I don't really understand putting myself in the man's point of view if I were Jamie it's, it's no brainer Lucy is hotter and nicer mm. and more fun Oh, all of the things. What has Phoebe got over Lucy? Name one characteristic. Nose ring? Nose ring. ring. Bollywood-style nose ring accessory. Has she still got it, though? She didn't wear it all episode. Exactly. And I'm not one to judge, but that is not enough for me. No, here comes Phoebe's genius idea, though. She sneaks off with Louise um, and says, we've had enough of the spa, let's go join the boys camping. I mean, that's that's a terrible idea for a few reasons. Number one, boys are camping, so... Boys. Leave the lads. Boys, boys, boys. Lads on tour. Let them to their toilet roll and guitar. Um, and also, uh, Phoebe's obviously going to see Jamie there. That's that, And then uh, Louise is going to see Andy. Because Andy. Andy's playing this guy's guitar. He's trying to rehearse for his gig. Don't stress him out. Um, but they obviously do it because they've, they've got nothing else to do. So they go, they go camping and go and meet the boys. She was too easily persuaded, wasn't she, Louise? The conversation essentially went, Phoebe going, should we go camping? And he's like, no, that's a ridiculous idea. And then Phoebe appe- appeared to just go... High five, let's do it. I was like, yeah, right. So, uh, that's how I've been in that situation. Though. Someone offers you a high five, you do it, and then you're in. And there's nothing you can do about it. I'm going to bear that in mind next time I want you to do something that you're not necessarily up for doing. <laughs> it's hard to resist. Um, so they ended up there at the camping, and then it all got, and Andy got annoyed, obviously, because Louise was there, um, stressed out, and oh, you're ruining it with the boys. And then um, Phoebe then, then had a deep conversation with Jamie. So Jamie and Phoebe are camping. Jamie basically said, if you can see a future with us together then I'll get rid of Lucy and we'll make it happen. Is it just me or has he had this conversation with both of them about yeah. three times in the last two episodes? He just goes, look, here's the thing, like, it's, it's always you. 
doesn't matter who you're talking to. I think it's whoever's in front of it. It's always you. Uh, if you tell me right now that we're going to be together forever, I'll ditch the other. Which one's the other one? I Lucy. can't remember. It's like, yeah, I know. No, but that's what I'm being him. Oh, right. That was role play, Luke. Like it. But I do like that you picked me up and corrected my factual errors very because I've really been trying to learn the difference between Lucy and Louise. That you was my spent homework. six series trying to learn the difference between <laughs> Lucy and Louise, who effectively look very different but just have brunette hair, and you cannot. Do that in your head. You just get a roller deck. I'd be terrible if I was Jamie and I yeah. like Lucy and Louise. You I get to L and you just things. panic, don't you? Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So this is the problem. So he just looks at whoever's in front of him and goes, "It's always been you. It's always been you, Phoebe slash Lucy. I'll ditch the other one right now." Uh, but at the moment, in this present time, at this halfway through point in this episode, he's at the camping and he's doing it to Phoebe. But then we find out, dun, 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 who did he call in the middle of the night? Ghostbusters. Did not call Ghostbusters. <laughs> um, that would have been a curveball. Uh, no, instead he calls... Lucy. That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> Lucy um, says, leaves her a message, a nice little message. Um, and she finds that while she's at the spa. Then they realise that, oh, two of the girls are gone. Oh, wow, join the dots, which was one dot. And then that obviously Phoebe and Louise have gone to the camping. This is one of my favourite things about Made in Chelsea. And it's always been this way and it continues to be this way. Lucy's really happy. And then it's like, it's not... They don't hold out on the drama. They don't add suspense in Made in Chelsea. It's not like Lucy's really happy for a bit. And then she later finds out that uh, Phoebe went to the camping to see Jamie, at the exact point that's, that she's really happy, the phone rings. And it's just Alex, for, for no real reason, ringing Louise, just going, oh, just thought I'd uh, move this scene along a bit. <laughs> just going to catch up. And it, it happened, didn't it, when Phoebe was out with Jamie? And then suddenly Phoebe's phone rang, and it was just Louise going, oh, by the way, Jamie slept with Lucy. And it's like, this is moving at a pace. <laughs> Considering the amount of silences in the conversations in this program, sometimes they really rattle along. So at this point, Alex rings Binky, goes, uh, Phoebe's here, by the way. And then Lucy cries, cry count for Lucy. 42 minutes into the episode, which from anyone, I think is a record. And if I'm not wrong, there was no crying in last week's at all. So that means it's been an hour and 42 minutes since the last person cried in Maiden Chelsea. Right at this moment, I think it's important that we help Jamie out. We, we've, you know, he's in a bit of a trouble. He, he's having a tough time with the two beautiful girls, and he's not sure which ones to choose. So we've roped in um, Agony our Uncle, a man who's a little bit older than all of us. He's Welsh. Um, until this series, had never seen an episode of Made in Chelsea, so we thought we'd get his genius advice. Fair to say, hasn't quite warmed to Made in Chelsea as much as uh, one might, but he'll get there. Uh, this is Nigel, who's here to uh, help us out with Jamie's love problems. Evening, Nigel. Hello, Dave. Hello, Luke. So, let's have a think then. So, Jamie um, is in the situation, right? Let's talk about his girls. He's got Phoebe, who's blonde and beautiful. Phoebe is very... She's the one who looks a bit like a posh posh Miss Piggy. That's not easy to say, is it? (laughs) That's exactly right, though. You've, 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 You've encapsulated the look, I think, yeah. I think, you know, she really does. She pouts uh, for England, that girl does. And uh, that would be intensely well. irritating to me. Uh, the other one, uh, what's her name? Lucy, isn't it? Yep. That, I think that's... we're going for the most, the least annoying one here, aren't we, in this situation? Yeah, she is. She's marginally um, less annoying than, than Phoebe. Phoebe is conniving. Phoebe is the sort of girl that could be best described as a minx. Such a charmer, Nigel. You know, she's a minx. She's always trying to mix it. If you were to describe uh, Phoebe as a minx, as you did, how would you describe Lucy in one word? I, I think that she's got a bit less character than Phoebe, so um, vacant. vacant. How about that? Pretend you're Jamie for a minute, Nigel, right? And you, I, I don't think it's going to work out for him. Um, pretend you're Jamie, you're letting Phoebe down gently, right? How would you do it? 
I, I'd say you're dumped, love. <laughs> Just straight to the point. <laughs> Ever there, romantic. <laughs> they don't say that sort of thing in Made in Chelsea, do they? They have to go round the houses. Mm. They can't just come out with it and say, you are so dumped. <laughs> you are so um, uh, not my girlfriend. We'll finish up with one final piece of advice for Jamie, Nigel. What would that be? Get a life <laughs> and get a proper girlfriend, one who's not going to um, you know, go away for spa weekends and, um, and bitch about polo matches and all that sort of nonsense that goes on in Made in Chelsea. <laughs> Good advice, strong advice. Nigel, thank you very much. That's Nigel, who until this series has never seen an episode of Made in Chelsea. Could you tell that he's not quite on board with it all yet? No, but he has got love experience, which he can't. He's got life drive. and love experience, mm. which is why we get him in on the podcast here on Made in Chelsea. There'll be more from him uh, next week if we can make him sit through another hour. We do have a series of sort of three to four helpers just sort of holding him down for the whole hour in his house just to make sure he doesn't wander off because he really doesn't like to watch it. Right. Before we get to the sort of crux of the episode, which was the big finale, Andy's gig, I'm doing air quotes there, was just him in a bar in front of, I'd say, ten of his friends and being right. Sold out, though. So. Sold out gig. Fair play to the man. Uh, we'll come on to him and his, you know, suspect rhyming structure later. But first, it's about time we just had a little moment to reflect on Mark Francis. So Mark Francis was in his posh house with Victoria. They seem to... Were they a couple? Not really, but they... <laughs> They're like a, they, they're a money couple. They like to get together and talk about money and have arouse each other with their money. Mark Francis, in particular, appears to have just taken on like a comedy character role in this series. He doesn't have a storyline at all. It's just once every episode they just cut to him, where he basically goes, "Here's my two minutes of being very posh. I'll say some things that make me seem really posh." And then we'll cut back to the storyline. He seems to get richer each week, but nobody knows how. Yeah. yeah. So this week he was cleaning his silverware. Yeah, his, his... A good bit of cutlery chat. Not yeah. enough cutlery chat on telly. Stainless steel versus silverware. Obvious Not... winner. Yeah, so. obviously. It's one of them wins. And uh, and then the grape scissors. Yeah, he, he d- went through his knives and forks, told the butler to put the stainless steel ones in the bags. Yes, so that yes, In the Mr. little Mark. bag yes, so that he doesn't confuse them with the silverware. Because that would be a crime. And then, um, yeah, and then he got out his grape scissors, which... You say it, so I laughed at it, but now you know when you try and pull a grape branch apart and then you get and some of the grapes fall off and then you get they get an equal sized branch as all the other grapes. I think they're for that. Okay, like a grape pruner. I mean, scissors are also grape scissors, aren't they? (laughs) Yeah, things that cut things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Anything that's sharp. You've been done there if you're buying grape scissors. Yeah, I think he can afford it though. So he had his grape scissors and then the chat. uh, Inevitably, in that remember that first episode of this series, it revolved around wellies. And they had that sort yep. of slightly surreal conversation about how he'd... Imaginary wellies. Imaginary no wellies. Any. No one's ever worn wellies in Maiden Chelsea. Uh, and then this this week it was about sleeping bags. Yeah, he said um, that, you know, him being very posh, he once knew someone who had a sleeping bag and the moment he found out that, the relationship was over because he wouldn't associate with that person. That was awkward, wasn't it? And then he started sort of on this sort of slightly surreal, a bit like he was a bizarre stand-up comedian, like a little bit about... The sleeping bag has got its own bag and uh, you know it's like a bag but then it's in a bag it's got its own bag and it was just it didn't really didn't really have a point he just liked saying the word bag a lot yeah it's like he'd only just learned the word bag it was too common for him to know that word before but newsflash um saw him on this week getting the tube in london the actual tube topping up his oyster card um and when he put it on it went red and it said seek assistance <laughs> need to top up mark francis yeah get a grip um 
grape scissors are all well and good, but if you haven't got money on your Oyster card, you cannot get to Waitrose to buy grapes. I did wonder whether he's just using his Oyster card to go and stare at people who are less rich than him. And make I imagine he but... doesn't actually go down to the platform. He's probably got a viewing platform of his own at South Kensington. Probably got his own train <laughs> that he gets on. I don't know, it seems inconvenient, but I don't know. <laughs> um, so, who knows? Is he, is he just a whole facade, or is he actually... Um, the richest man ever. We will find out. I think. I think again. I think one thing we can definitely predict for next week's episode is that there'll be a main storyline involving Spencer, Jamie, Phoebe, and Lucy, and then just halfway through it'll cut to Mark Francis, probably just on a yacht. Anyway, back to the main storyline. And at this point, we move out of Chelsea to a bar called Love and Liquor, which fact fans isn't isn't actually in Chelsea, but they don't put where it is because it's outside the zone. It's outside the district oh. of Chelsea. Get your travel cards out. Get your travel cards out, everyone. Or maybe a taxi. But they're going to Andy's gig. Now, Cheska's organised it, hasn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Has she? She's turned up, at least, and (laughs) and claimed being his manager without him really agreeing to it, I think. No contracts were signed, were they? No. Uh, It seems to have sold out, though, which is good news. All all the big names are there. Um, Andy's there, obviously, at his gig. Cheska's there, because she's the manager. And then Cheska's booked some press and industry people. To come along, so this is Andy's big generic. break. That's what. That's how she sold it to him. Uh, I'd like to pick up, if I may, you know, as a man who dabbles occasionally in songwriting. I'm not saying I'm at any particular standard, but his first two lyrics were, "I want to run away, I want to climb up trees." Bit like a twelve-year-old boy writing so far, isn't it? Or a monkey. Or a monkey. And then I want to do everything money can bring. For the first two lines of his first two songs ever on national TV, he's rhymed trees. With bring. It's okay as a rhyme, isn't it? Eight out of ten. Name, I like it. Think of any other words that rhyme with trees I better than different. bring? Uh, Bees? Knees? Louise? She was there. She was, uh, I'd be well good, wouldn't it? Easy! I want to run away, I want to climb up trees. My ex-girlfriend's called Louise. That is a better rhyme. I mean, it's more of a nursery rhyme, sure, but it's, <laughs> it's still good. But, I mean, he played all the big hits, didn't he? He played yeah. all the classics, all the Andy tunes that we all know and love. The tree climbing one. The tree climbing one. The and other then... one that was... The same as that? Yeah, sort of the same. And he la 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 a bit, didn't he? Yeah. I mean, it's all right. On the he? notes that I make for the podcast, just occasionally, it just goes, Andy's still singing. As they cut back. Because he did about three lines and then they just started arguing at the back of the room. Uh, he'd only written three lines, hadn't he? He'd only written yeah, three he lines. Had. He just did those on a loop in the background. Good gig, though, overall. I think that's. I think it's gone well. I think. Uh... Makes being a musician look very easy, doesn't it? Do your first gig, get someone to invite some, in inverted commas, press and industry people, write three lines about trees and bees, and then you've. You're essentially a pop star. As if his lyrics weren't written by a 12-year-old boy. He then wore his cap backwards as well. In the manner of a 12-year-old boy from the 90s. <laughs> yeah, he's going he's going old school. Um, so that was a good look. I think I mean, he's got all the good things for a pop star, hasn't he? he he's a good-looking guy. Yep. Got a cool hat. Got a guitar. Bieber's got that tick. Got a guitar. Ideal. Tick. Sung some songs. Yeah. Tick, tick, tick. Superstar in the making. But um, he's got to get past Kagi and Gabriella from Series 1. <laughs> whose career is through the roof. Absolutely through the roof. What's that latest song they did? Ah, it's something about trees and bees. Trees and bees, yeah. That's Um, the one. (laughs) Uh, Meanwhile, the actual focus of the gig was at all the nonsense between Jamie, Phoebe, Lucy, Binky, Spencer. There was a lot of stuff. So here I've written what I thought happened down, and it doesn't seem to make sense, because what I think happened is Jamie decides to choose Phoebe, so he tells Binky that he's chosen Phoebe. Binky then tells Lucy, but then Fran weighs in and tells them all that Phoebe's actually going away with another guy. Yeah, this is interesting. So Jamie and Phoebe had decided that you know, they were going to have a future together. Phoebe wanted Jamie to prove it to her. Um, Phoebe went away as a bit of a test for a week on holiday. Mm. Apparently she's gone with another boy. Yeah, who loses? I mean, that is a big test, isn't it? Do you still like me if 
I'm seeing and sleeping with another boy. Because if you do, great. You're on, yeah. Great, you're on. Um, so now Jamie's all confused. And then Lucy confronted Jamie about the situation. Why are you seeing Phoebe still? And then he was like, well, I'll probably sort of basically said, I kind of maybe would go with you. But I, you got Spencer's baggage. Not really her fault. So I've gone with Phoebe. Found out that Phoebe's with this other boy on holiday. And then it's all got stressed. Jamie's lost out everything. I, I really like Jamie and can say why. Because after all of this, this has been going on for essentially three weeks of their lives. And when Jamie sees Lucy at the bar, all he does was go, is something wrong? That was his opening line. <laughs> she said, explain yourself. And Jamie's like, I can't be bothered to explain I myself. I can't be bothered to explain myself. It's not worth it. Because I just say words and then I forget which one I've talked to. And then I forget which one you are. And then probably commit my future to you unless the other one says it first. Yeah, it's, it's backup Phoebe, isn't it, really? Yes. Yeah. If it all goes wrong, it'll go for Phoebe. Meanwhile, in my notes, Andy's still singing. Good, good to know, good to know. Inspiration for Andy, all of this. Absolutely. So I'm surprised they, he sung about trees and bees when there's so much relationship trauma going on. There's so much emotional sort of stimulus, isn't there, for his music. He does not need to be doing trees and bees. Anyway, here's where it all kicks off now. And this is the big showdown of the episode. Lucy and Jamie are chatting. Who turns up? Spenny. Spenny, Spenny, Spenbomb, Spencer, Dispenser, the Dispenser, the Dispenser, <laughs> dispensing his smelly chats all over the world wherever he goes. So he confronts Jamie, who's obviously seeing Lucy, um, who was his ex-girlfriend, who we know, and and he was cool with it, man. He was totally cool with it because he, he was that's fine. Then now he's not cool with it. He's man, cool with it because nothing's changed, and he's suddenly not. Yeah, cool with it he's anymore. cool with it until something happens, and then yeah. he's like, no. Did I, I didn't say that. I'm cool with that. I am not cool. So then he confronts Jamie, and then um, he's just like, just be honest. He's been honest, which Jamie has been the whole time. And then he gets a bit frustrated like a small child, and then throws his drink in the air. Doesn't hit Jamie, he just sort of goes in the air like a sort of average water feature in the middle of the bar. Yeah, it was like a sprinkler that yeah. someone had accidentally turned on and then quickly turned off because they realised because someone was standing in the garden. Yeah. It was like very quick, and then there was nothing on it, and then he walked off. It didn't go on Jamie at all, he just, no. just threw it in the air. Yeah, it was very strange, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, and then stormed out and said something abusive and left the D word the D word and they stormed off so beef man there's beef there with Jamie and Spencer which we never thought would be the case unless you sleep with your ex-girlfriend there you go it is worth remembering at this point isn't it that Jamie and Louise used to date and Spencer then uh, started doing some sex whilst Jamie was still with Louise so he's really as moral high ground goes got nothing (laughs) he needs to climb down the tree that Andy's told him to climb up he needs to address the bees think about Louise on his knees, eat some cheese. I've written such a good song. That's better than Andy's. So I mean, my train of thought did spiral off slightly there. So that's it. Let's see what happens next week between Jen, Jane Jensen and Spamey. <laughs> Jim Jab Job and Rosie the Dog. Jim Jab Job and Rosie the Dog. That's Andy's second single. Boom! Out in the charts next week. Thanks for listening to Made in HLC. We'll be back next week with... At the same time you downloaded this, yeah, whenever it was. exactly. Set your alarms. Mm-hmm.